Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We've got a special episode for you today because on the show, we've got three-time PGA Tour winner, Russell Henley, is going to be joining us in a few minutes. I'm excited for that, Mike. Can't wait. Big fan. Big fan, and here's a guy who produces consistently every year. You feel like he's always in the mix. He's made it into the FedEx Cup playoff the last eight years in a row, and it's undoubtedly going to be his ninth season because he's coming into the FedEx Cup playoff as of when we're recording this episode in 44th place. Not uh, bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, man. So that's that means we could probably see him through a couple of rounds. I hope he wins. I hope he makes it to East Lake. I hope he does well. No I doubt really about do. it. He's I mean, look. He's guy. He's been a producer for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a guy who. I mean, it's just he's got a game that's just consistent all the way around, and uh, he had some real standout moments this year. I mean, for one, the uh, he held the lead, or at least was tied for the lead in some way in the first three rounds of the U.S. Open this year. Uh, so who knows. Big things could be coming down his way. But one thing I really want to talk to him about and I want to dive into is some of these equipment decisions that they make. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I uh, just now on the cusp of getting fit for some new irons. Um, I know we're always chomping at the bit when something new comes out. The tour players get things a little earlier than we do. Um, But he, as of right now, is in that transitional period looking at the new Titleist T-Series. And so I want to get some of his thinking on that. Like yeah, what goes into that? That's what I am. That? I'm curious, like what pushes them over the edge to make the change? Right. Because some guys do get comfortable with the equipment that's working for them and they may not want to change. Yeah. So. so it could be interesting. And the other thing, before we get uh, Russell on the show, I want to remind everybody that we're right in the thick of it of the Golficity Virtual Open. This is the fourth annual. It's the fourth year we're doing it. And we set a personal goal of saying we want to get 2,000 people to play in the tournament this year. Uh, in previous years, including last year, we had 1,600 of you participate. So we want to get you guys out there playing. You can play through the entire month of August. So if you're listening to this, uh, it's still August when you're listening to this, then you still have time to sign up up you can go to golfacy.com slash open mike i'm excited because this year we've got over two thousand dollars in door prizes that we're going to be giving away yeah and they're pretty sweet prizes they are some good stuff you know, we've got a nice, with this opti shot simulator a mobile launch monitor i mean yeah five hundred dollar rapsodo mobile launch monitor cool. in there and everyone has equal chance of winning we are going to have a both a net and a gross leaderboard uh and so we're going to play it's fun to see yourself moving up and down the leaderboard i love that live leaderboard feature but the good news is no matter how you play really it's just about getting out there and playing it's all door prizes as long as you register at golfisty.com open and log your round you're in the running for some of these prizes. And in September, we'll announce all of our winners. But we always have fun with this, and we always have fun with it in the Golficity Facebook group. So if you're not already a member of the Golficity Facebook group, hop in there, join. It's free. In previous years, a lot of members of the group have used that as an opportunity to link up and play their virtual open round together, Mm -hmm. which is another thing we like about it. It gets people not only out there playing, but also getting out there playing with some new people, making some new friends, that's what it's all about. Always, like I said, always a fun time and always excited to do the virtual open every year. You know, I'm going to politely ask Russell if he will log around. You know, maybe pick one of the rounds at the upcoming WGC. Have your caddy just log it for you. <laughs> there you go. This is where we could say Russell Henley participated in the Gulf City Virtual Golf Open. Imagine that. That would be something. I would imagine he'd probably win it. Uh, career low round, 61. Yeah. Nobody's beaten him there. So... Yeah. Although we have had some low rounds and we've had some low uh, questionable. Rounds. Some have been questionable. <laughs> there have been some that have had to be DQ'd. 
Right. We you had, don't just shoot 54s. Right. It just doesn't happen. No. Right. I think some of them, it might have just been an error in entering. I think some people think they're entering score related to par because we had one guy one year put like Twins. seven hole-in-ones. Yeah. It's no. just like, yeah, no. But we run it all through the 18 Birdies app. They do a great job the way that that's put your gross score so in. It, yeah. That's all you have to do. Don't try to calculate. It'll do it all for The good for news you. is it does everything for you. You don't even... Don't worry if you don't have a handicap or you don't know your handicap because you don't need it for this tournament. We use the Peoria system right. and it takes care of everything for you. So we've taken all the excuses off the table. You've got none left. Get in there. Golfies.com slash Just open. trust the system. Frank Peoria put a lot of time and effort in creating the Peoria <laughs> There's system. There's no way his first name was Frank. <laughs> I'm running with it. We're going to have to it Google that It just sounds someday. like it would be a Frank. We're going to have to Google we'll that Google someday. It. All right. Let's not keep uh, Russell waiting any longer. I want to do a quick word from our sponsors, and then we're going to hop right into our interview with three-time PGA Tour winner, Russell Henley. So first, I want to thank Titleist uh, and, and the whole team at Vokey. Bob Vokey, he's always on the quest uh, for better design wedges. It truly is an endless quest. And if we've had the opportunity and the real good fortune of meeting Bob and you just sense the passion when you talk to him, mm -hmm. he's always trying to outdo himself. And you see how closely he and his entire team listen to feedback from golfers of all levels it's something we got a chance to talk to him about from the pga tour i know russell henley himself games of oaky wedges all the way down to guys like ourselves just everyday weekend grinders they're always checking in to see if new ways that they can improve the Vokey offering and you've always improving that feel function it's just something that just seems to get better and better and the new Vokey sm8 wedges are the height of innovation they offer six tour proven sole grinds precisely cut grooves and a reimagined center of gravity that leaves you the club face that simply wants to square up i could not be happier with my sm8s uh we just got back from filming another series down around Atlantic City, we played five rounds in six days. Uh, can't even tell you the difference it makes on the scorecard just being able to rely on those wedges in the short game. And hey, it's been great. Wasn't wasn't the wedges feel a lot more comfortable up in this New Jersey turf versus Pinehurst? Like we felt like we belonged. We were fitted properly for where we normally play. It was night and day. That's it, man. It's all about getting fit, getting that right bounce and grind. So put yourselves in the hands of a good fitter and go check out the SM8s. Absolutely. Uh, and want to thank Footjoy, guys. Footjoy has been the number one shoe on tour for 75 years. I mean, they were innovating then and they continue to innovate today uh, with a simple goal to elevate their game so that you can elevate yours. Uh, they build shoes for every player, every swing, uh, every stance and everywhere that you might play, whether it's the style and performance of the Premier Series, the precision fit of the Hyperflex, or the traction and comfort of the Pro SL. Just got my new ones, by the way, mm -hmm. with the red and blue and white. Oh, man, they're so nice. Yeah. Or, you know, or any of their number one shoes. FootJoy offers the golf shoes that are right for your golf game. FootJoy is passionate about the progress, and this is the best their game has ever looked. Guys, check out their shoes. They're doing phenomenal things. Find the right shoe uh, for you. You can use their FootJoy Shoe Finder. It's such a cool tool. Visit it at footjoy.com slash shoe finder. All right, guys, let's jump right into our interview with Russell Henley. All right, guys, so we're very fortunate to have on the Golf Podcast three-time PGA Tour winner, Russell Henley. Russell, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Excited to chat with you. 
Absolutely. We're excited to have you. And I want to dive right into it. You know, it's the Olympics this week. It's a rare week off from the PGA Tour, especially from your busy schedule. Uh, and we've got the FedEx Cup playoffs. They're coming up just in a couple of weeks. Currently, as of when we're recording this, you're in 44th place. So give us a little bit of an idea of what's going on for you right now, how you're preparing, uh, especially, you know, given having the week off this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, preparing really this late in the season for me is at this point, I've been in contention a couple times lately and I'm just trying to rest. Um, a lot of guys may be in grind mode, but I actually have next week off as well and just going to start it up in Greensboro. So I'm trying to get away from the game a little bit, try to stay in decent shape in the gym and just mm -hmm. get my mind off of it. Um, I feel like golf is can just really – kind of take over your mind uh at these events especially when you're um in contention and it's nice to get a good mental break for me personally makes a lot of sense and i'm also wondering how much does it change you know a guy like yourself you've got a lot of experience now with the playoffs this i think this will be your ninth season in a row making it to the fedex cup playoffs so do you change much year over year or do you kind of go in with a similar approach you know i've had some years where I go in and um, feel really um, not great about my game and I've made it to the East Lake. And then some years I've gone in feeling pretty good and just haven't gotten a lot out of it. So it's just a tough game. And, and my biggest thing at this point in my career is I'm realizing is um, and what I haven't done my first years on tour well is just being consistent with how I practice and kind of my thought process going into every week. So my biggest thing right now is just don't change anything. You know, even, you know, there's, it's easy because you're going to be exposed on the PGA tour. These courses are so hard and these, everybody's so good. So you're watching the best players play all the time and you're playing the hardest courses. So if you're a little off, it's easy for me personally to want to question my game and, and maybe try to make a change to make it a little better instead of just saying, my game's really good. Let's make a small tweak. Let's put a little extra practice in here, there. But mainly, I want to just try to kind of just be ready to grind for 72 holes week in and week out and just play the game. Yeah, and I would imagine there's definitely that temptation. I remember earlier in the season, we heard Rory talking about it, where he was kind of chasing a little bit more distance after seeing like what Bryson was doing. And then afterwards, he said how that kind of derailed him a bit so you know no no doubt especially when your game is, is in a good place like you're saying you know where you are right now and we saw we'll talk about it more in a second but we saw some really strong finishes so you're saying it's just kind of stay there and stay the course type of thing yeah i mean for me i i just want to make sure on my off weeks i'm putting in three or four days a week where i'm kind of touching all the bases with every part of my game just having some good structure and what i'm doing um and if I feel like I've touched all the bases, that gives me confidence, but I also don't want to overdo it. And then staying strong in the gym, I feel like that's been the biggest key for me the last couple of years to where I feel like for the entire tournament, I'm able to maintain better focus and um, not have any pain as well. So that's what happens when you get to your 30s. You start <laughs> having little tweaks and stuff when you've been turning the same way for the last, you know, 31 years of my life. I got to start exercising the more. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about Jeez. it. And I, and I want to shift gears and, and talk a little bit about equipment because I know a lot of people are wondering, especially with the new Titleist irons, which I want to get your take on in a second. But first, can you just take us through where you're at right now? What's in the bag? 
Yes. Um, so playing Pro V1X golf ball, um, playing the Titleist T12, um, Scotty Cameron putter. I call it the Batman putter. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. looks like kind of like Batman to me. I, and I always play with a blade. Um, you know, just growing up with like a long neck blade. And I went to this mallet last year and, um, I just love how it feels. I love, I love how it looks. And, um, so it's been, it's, it's been a little better for me. Um, if you don't mind me asking, that. what was the motivation there? If you had something so long that was kind of working, what, what was the motivation to even test and try something different? Well, I was putting terrible. Um, gotcha. I was putting terrible, super inconsistent. I just, I just, I mentally was just kind of lost on my approach to putting. And I just was like, I just got to, I'm just going to change it up and do something different. And, and, and I'm pretty stubborn with that. Like, you know, you'll see guys change the claw and all that. And I've, I've never changed grips or anything with my putting, but, um, I just, I just needed to change. And, um, funny, I, I went and tested a bunch of putters, uh, just by myself one day here in Columbus, Georgia. And for some reason there, when I set up to that putter, it just felt so much more comfortable. And I felt like every ball came off the face. It was just like a nice, a nice roll. So I was just kind of like, well, let's do it. And the first week I changed to it, I putted, I putted better, not amazing. I putted much better and uh, was in contention at, at Riviera. So it was good. Gotcha. All right. Good to know. I, sorry, I interrupted there too. What, what, uh, what drive are you gaming right now? What other clubs in the TSI bag? three, um, driver, um, same with the three wood, the new three wood and, um, newest hybrids too. So, I mean, I'm playing pretty much all the newest stuff at that end of the bag, but TSI three driver has just been, um, it's been great. I, I've gained a little bit of distance with this head. Um, and, uh, I just, I feel like it's really solid and a little bit more forgiving. I was in the, um, TS four driver and, um, it, um, it was really nice, a little better launch for me, the right spin, but it wasn't quite as forgiving as this one. So I feel like I'm getting a little more speed with this one and it's more forgiving. So I'm really enjoying it. You know, Russell, you actually answered my next question, which was kind of the opposite of, of switching to a mallet because the other one wasn't working. What happens when something is working so great and, you know, you're just loving it? I mean, is it what, what goes into a fitting? I guess the, the right question is that would have to really blow your mind. What's the aha moment that would make you up to that next uh, line of clubs from, say, Titleist now, you know, to make the because I see I do see some guys who won't make the, the switch. Right. Right, and we and the the, yeah. new, the new T series irons that you just hit, just, just hit, hit a couple weeks Correct. ago. So, seeing some guys switch and some guys hang back a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm not a switch guy um, typically, and I'm a switch guy if I see a pattern of something I don't like, and I'll switch. So that's originally why I switch, and I think, um, yeah, I mean for me, I think we're just very particular and weird as golfers, like. Something might not even be better, but we think it's better because it feels different than another club that was maybe creating a shot every once in a while that we didn't like, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, for me, it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, I, I'm just not seeing a shot I don't like as much. So I'm going to go with this one. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, for me, how it works. Um, but <clears throat> Titleist has been so fun and so easy for me to change clubs with i just feel like their options are really really solid and really simple and 
the guys, um, everybody I've gotten to work with to fit me with the, with the clubs. It's just, it's a pretty simple process. And I feel like looking down at, at everything, I'm like, it looks pretty good. So I haven't had anything that's been like difficult really for me to change with Titleist. Have you dabbled and tested the new irons at this point yet on this off week or any other event? So I just got my irons in last week and this is the second, the start of my second week of three weeks off. And I've told myself I'm not picking up a club yet. So I actually got, was texting with Larry yesterday. He's like, how are the, how are the new irons? And I was like, I have not hit them yet, but I'm going to this week, and uh, I got to get a little bit more of a break. But yeah. they look great. I was actually hanging out with Blaine Barber here the other day, um, and he came into town. Our wives are friends, and we had a little double date. And he was looking at the irons. He hadn't hit them yet, and he was just like, "Man, these look good. Do you mind if I take these?" I was like, "No, it's mine." It's quick, yeah, quick to ask, you know, take them with them. Exactly. And, and that's the reason I asked it because I see, too, a lot of players we've been following. We had Lonto on the show recently. Some of these guys are really digging the new ones. So, But on the same token, certainly understand, especially with your busy schedule, the desire to take a, a little bit of a break every once in a while from it. But um, but oh, speaking of – Sorry, not to cut you off, Russell. I got to ask, though, because before – speaking of Lonto, before you came on the show, I, I messaged Aaron Dill. And I was like, Aaron, do you have any good wedge stamping stories from Russell? And he's like, no, Russell's not a big stamper. So I didn't get any that. So you're not a stamp wedge guy? I just, I don't know. I've just never really cared to do anything like that. Got it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, see, I see tons of guys doing stuff like that. And I always pick them. Well, that's pretty cool. But, it's just um, not part of your game. Got it. I, I just never really, yeah, I've never really cared and, and also i'm like if i ask you to start doing this that's extra time that you have to spend worrying about <laughs> my wedge. Yeah, right. so yeah. i ask him for a lob wedge about every month and a half so i mean uh it'd be a lot of stamping but you know actually recently i said hey how can we just have a better idea to know so i know how long i've had each of these wedges so he actually stamped the date on these last four ah, wedges he there you made. go that's a new one, but yeah, I haven't given Aaron too much uh, stuff yet. That's cool. So you get to born on date. Yeah, there you go. All born right. on date. That's good. Exactly. We'll take it. Um, all right. So switching gears, talking a little bit more about the season again. Uh, I, one thing that was interesting, the, the PGA at Kiwa, a bit of a home game for you. I know like that's a, that's an area, you know, you know very well. Um, so I was wondering, what, what did you think about the way they had the course set up for the PGA? The longest, longest in major history. What was your thinking? Mm. I loved it. Um, I thought it was a great setup. Um, I thought it was firm. It was, uh, the greens were nice speed. They weren't too fast. They definitely weren't slow. Um, the wind was really the, the toughest part. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it wasn't the toughest part. The whole course is really tough, but the wind, a lot of holes made it really tough. I mean, 18, the second day I hit as good and hard and solid of a drive as I can hit. And then I hit as good and solid of a three as I can hit. And I made it to pin high and it was a par four. So <laughs> it was really, really long sometimes. And, Jeez. you know, it was fair, but it was, it was a challenge. And, and I, I putted poorly that week. Um, I, I didn't hit it terrible. I didn't hit it my best. The first day kind of got me behind the eight ball, but you know, that was, I thought it set up great. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the challenge. Do you get to play the ocean course much? I know you're a country club of, of Charleston guy, but do you, uh, do you play the ocean much just, you know, as so, practice? 
Yeah, I've been in Columbus, Georgia the last two years, but I lived in Charleston for seven years mm-hmm. and um, played River and Cacique mainly um, and Country Club of Columbus. Um, but I mean, sorry, and Country Club of Charleston. But um, I didn't play the Ocean Course much. It was a little bit farther out, and I didn't really have privileges out there. So I just, um, and it seemed like there was a lot of play. Mm-hmm. But uh, I played it a few times and always really liked being out there. So obviously just a gorgeous place and just really enjoyed being in Charleston. It was fun. Yeah, it's a great spot. And and speaking of majors, you, you had a, a real strong run at the U.S. Open this year. Uh, you held the share of the lead at, at different points throughout the first three rounds. Um, but what I found interesting is, is Tory Tory Pines. It's it's a place you don't have a lot of other PGA Tour experience. You know, so there were, you had that the one other time that you were out there years prior. So, um, what was it there? What clicked? What what was it that you kind of attribute some of that that great play to? Yeah, um, you know, I just I felt like mentally I was in a really good place that week. Um, didn't really feel like I had to play well didn't really feel like I had to have it. And, um, I, I think it was, it was definitely firmer than the last, I mean, I last time I played myself in 14, so about seven years ago, and it was definitely much firmer. And I feel like that played into advantage for me. Um, because I feel like that all of a sudden makes it more of a ball control place and each bombing. It still always helps, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look, a lot of the guys who bomb it played great that week, but you know, you can, for me, I feel like ball striking is um, a part of my game. I feel confident in and ball control, and so I felt like I didn't have to be perfect, but I felt like I was rewarded for hitting the ball on the correct side of the hole, which I feel like I did a lot. And um, yeah, I think I just I felt like confident because I kind of felt like that was my game plan. So it was good. I mean, Russell, is it? For, for tour players, if you do well at a course that you haven't been at in a while and, and you do well, is it, is it an automatic, like, hey, next year we're going to slot in the farmers and get back there? Or is it doesn't work like that in your head? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like I never play well in the desert the mm-hmm. second week. I think I've maybe made $2,000 there total in all the times I've played. <laughs> uh, but and maybe made like one or two cuts. So maybe I do need to switch to Tory. But last time I played Tory, it was just kind of cold and it was long yeah. and I was hitting it terrible. And so, and I didn't like the greens. And I remember shot 79 on the South course and I was like, I got to get out of here. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I feel much better about my entire game now compared to then. So that's definitely something I will consider. I just don't think it's going to play the same as the U.S. Open. I mean, it was firm and it was fast, and it just on TV it looks soft to me um, for that event. So I have to think about it. But I think if you start seeing a little success, yeah, you're right. I think guys are going to want to sneak back out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, did you? Uh, forgive me if I, this is wrong, but did you have the lead going into Sunday? Tied. I did. Yeah, tied for the lead, um, and made a putt on 18. Sunday for par to save par. I had one of the worst layups of my life. I hit it in the rough with an eight iron um, out of the bunker and had to basically chip to the side of the green and got it up and down. So, you know, I feel like I handled the pressure really well. Um, the, you know, I, I led, the, led the tournament Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and um, never done that before in a major. So I was really excited to kind of be in 
the last couple of groups, the last two days of a major. Never thought That's I would do that. Sick. I'm the last group on Saturday, second to last on Sunday. Just making some good strides towards some great golf in my career. So that was really cool. And, um, and I, you know, Sunday I didn't finish well at all and, and struggled on the greens. But I really feel like I, I handled the pressure of it um, better than I thought I would. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to do it again. Hopefully I can keep playing well and have another – good major finish i mean i just wonder what that feeling's like i mean i think it was i think it was danny berger recently who said winning a golf leading a golf tournament is like having a heart attack on every hole <laughs> i mean i can't imagine yeah. sunday at a major you know i mean that's got to be some type of feeling yeah i mean i was playing with rory on sunday and everybody goes pretty crazy for him and it was cool to be a part of that yeah. um and rory's so great to play with he was so nice and um you know it, it was just a cool experience. I mean, I was definitely nervous, but it wasn't like I was the only one leading. I think there was two other guys tied right. with me. So that, that helped a little bit, but, um, I was, I didn't really care how I finished. I just wanted to just be in the mix one time and I was, so that was cool. Yeah. It's gotta be a cool feeling. And you know, we, you joked earlier where you said, you know, getting older, got to work out more, but you're still a young guy. You still got a lot ahead of you. Um, but a, still a, you know, a, a really great career already in this almost decade on the PGA tour. So it makes me wonder, what is it as far as what do you look forward to? What, what is it that keeps you kind of motivated and what's in that kind of next chapter of your career? What are you looking to do? What are some of the accomplishments you really want to tick off? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that's kind of what you're always doing as a golfer is evaluating kind of where you are and, um, where you want to go. And, um, you know, just how, how are you going to do it? And that's kind of the fun part of our job is um, you get to do that. So for me right now, I think I think I feel like I've let some of these tournaments go lately a little bit, which has been tough to sleep on. But there's something very encouraging about it is I feel like I'm not doing anything crazy to put myself in contention. I feel like I'm just playing kind of my basic game that I know how to play. And um, obviously you have to do a lot of things correctly and go your way to win on the PGA tour, which I haven't done in a few years, but to be kind of close and finishing in the top 10 a lot and finishing close to the top 10 and being in contention, which I feel like I've been doing, um, I feel like you have to be doing everything pretty well. And, and I feel like I am doing everything pretty well, not perfect every week. There's obviously some weeks where I just don't putt well, or I don't chip well, but overall, my overall game. I feel really good about, and that's encouraging to me and tells me that I've been putting the right work in the right places because I'm able to do it on different courses all over and at different, you know, uh, you know, different courses and different tournaments. So that's been good. Um, and going forward, I, I truly believe I'm a top 50 player in the world. Um, I, I know I'm capable of that. Now, will I ever get there? Golf's a crazy game. Who knows? I mean, I've gone through years where I just really struggle with putting or, or – just anxiety about the game or lose confidence. And that's just kind of, you know, part of it, I guess. But I feel like I'm close this time around. I, I'm excited to take that next step. I'm hoping to keep playing well and have some better finishes and um, finish the season off strong and maybe jump in there. I feel like um, I'm somewhat of a 
you know, I actually have a chance to be in contention at some majors, but my first years on tour, I just, I, I don't really, I never really had the full game. You know, mm-hmm. my ball striking was a little off and, you know, wedge play maybe wasn't as good and putting was kind of streaky. And now I'm starting to kind of feel like I have a lot of the tools that are necessary to give myself a chance a little more consistently. So my next goal would be being the top 50 in the world. I feel like I can go up high in that if I do what I'm capable of doing and contend to more majors. And I'd just love to make a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup team. Um, now, winning the FedEx Cup or, or you know, making the Tour Championship is my goal every year. But making one of those teams, you know, kind of tells me that I've been doing something right for a while and um, at a high level. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, Russell, just before we let you go, a couple more things. Um, <clears throat> some of our audience may not know this about you, but you're an avid guitarist. And I love that because I personally have played guitar for 25 years, being 38. I picked up the guitar when I was 13. I actually love it more than golf. I'm going to say that out loud here on the <laughs> podcast. Um, now, I've seen you had the opportunity to jam with OAR. You had Darius Rucker, who I'm completely jealous with. That's a guy I've always wanted to meet. And I actually watched okay. a video of you on stage. I mean, you looked a little nervous. I would be too. <laughs> but what, are, what was that experience like? Yeah, I've, all, I've actually played with Keith Urban as well. So. Yeah. For awesome. somebody who's terrible at guitar like me, I've gotten pretty lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, playing with Darius, it was pretty easy, actually. Um, I know him from Charleston, and I asked him in the, the Pro-Am at um, the RSM one year. He was playing in front of me, and I just asked him if he wanted to bet. And after about the 12th hole, he yelled back. He's like, I give up, you know, and <laughs> it was pretty pretty easy win. It was a pretty tough day out there. Uh but I just said, okay, instead of paying me, just let me play uh, a song with you tonight. And he was like, all right. So I got to go to his um, bus, and we went over the song and played it together. And Darius is just – he's always been really nice and fun to hang out with. And, um, you know, that was a really cool experience for me. Cause I just – I really like Darius. I love his music. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just be able to play golf with him some and hang with him some has been was, – was cool in Charleston and – He's, you know, he's just a really nice guy. So that was awesome. And then OAR played with them in LA and, uh, on the range at Riviera actually, and, um, got to meet all those guys. They sent me the songs a couple months in advance so I could learn them. And, uh, that was really cool. They gave me a cool electric guitar to play, turn it up loud. I actually could hear what I was playing. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you that because if I was that nervous on stage, I'd be the guy to turn it all the way to zero and just, <laughs> just pretend at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the songs I yelled over at Mark, um, and I was like, "Hey, I can't hear it." And he just walked over to my amp and just turned it all the way up. There you go. Like, you don't, might not want to do, that. but uh, it was really cool. And that was a phase of my life where I didn't have as much going on as I do now. And I travel with the guitar. Now I have two kids, and I'm married, and that's kind of what I focus on. But that that was the, those were some cool times. You just summed up both of our lives, yeah. Right there, we know that feeling. Yep, yeah, that's right. Unbelievable. Well, a lot of our young golfers, speaking of of young audience, uh, they listen to our podcast, and and I'm sure many of them, they hope to aspire to to get to the PGA Tour or high level one day. So, what would be your advice to give those guys and girls to hope to make it out on tour? Yeah, um, I feel like playing in as many tournaments as you can is so important because you know shooting the course record at your home course is one thing, but going out and putting four rounds together is another thing and doing it under pressure and doing it on courses you haven't seen before 
and doing it um, when you don't sleep sleep that well and when you you know you're having rain delays and they're saying your next tee times at six ten in the evening and you got to go play seven holes before it gets dark you got to be ready to play at any time anywhere at a high level and so the only way you really get to that point i think is playing a ton of tournaments and that way you kind of you really you're going to get exposed to what you need to work on and then i would tell you to go to work and stick to your game plan because um whatever gets you to play well i think is uh hard to find and i would make minor tweaks and not feel like you got to change your game but i feel like experience is more important than any like um any change you're going to have in your game it, it, to a point. And so tournament experience, I feel like it's the most important thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Get that competition. No doubt. No doubt. Really solid advice. And, and listen, Russell, we, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Um, enjoy the, the what little bit of rest you do have left. <laughs> and at, at some point, I'm sure we'll have to check in with you again when you do get a chance to try some of the new equipment. I'd love to get your, your take on that. But in the meantime, best of luck with the rest of the season. FedEx Cup is going to be kicking off before we know it, the playoffs here. So wish you the best of luck and, of course, achieving those goals we talked about, getting to that top 50 in the world. Uh, as you said, your game's in a great place. We love hearing that, and we're going to be pulling for you hard. Thanks so much. Um, this was fun. I enjoyed chatting with you all. Hopefully we can do it again, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a win or something next time. There you Absolutely. go. That's what we like to see. All right, Russell, thank you again, and I'm sure we'll chat with you soon. All right, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Always great when we get the PGA Tour players on the show. I know week in and week out, we talk a lot about our own experience as amateur golfers. But of course, what amateur golfer hasn't at least at one time dreamed of playing at the highest level and just like to like view things through their eyes, get a little bit of their you know perspective on things? Mm -hmm. Not to mention just the fact that we're just fans. Yeah. Enjoy watching them week we in and week out. Do. You know, yeah. so it's, it's always great when we get the opportunity. We're going to have some more tour players coming up on the show real soon. Um, hey, if, if any of your favorite tour players, if you want to have them on the show, let us know. Let us know who you'd like to see more of. You can drop it in the comments. You can put it in the Facebook group. You can DM us directly on social at Golficity because we love to hear your feedback. And this show is really for you guys. We want to know what you want to hear and we'll do it here on the show. But before we let everyone go, can't stop but remind one more time. The Golf City Virtual Open. Mm. In fact, you and I are going to be playing our round real soon. That's right. That's right. And by the time this drops, we probably already logged it. So if you're listening to this, check the leaderboard out. See where we ended up. <laughs> or maybe don't. Or maybe don't. <laughs> no, but we always have fun with it. And no matter where, like I said, no matter where you score, it's fun to do. And it's kind of in its way, it's a way we can kind of bring our own little taste of the tour. Because how many other times are you going to get the opportunity to see yourself live on a leaderboard? you know, like the tour players get to do. And it's cool because the way that the app works with 18 birdies is you enter your score hole by hole as you go and you actually see yourself moving up and down relative to the other people on the leaderboard. So I always enjoy that. And I think I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but I'll mention it here. It's completely free. So we even made sure with the 18 birdies app, you can do it with the free version. There's no premium required. There's no entry fee. The only thing this is going to cost you is your greens fees wherever you decide to play. So all excuses again, like I said, are off the table. Register at golffisty.com slash open to get in there and play. Again, big, big, big thanks to our special guest, Russell Henley, for joining us today. I'm interested to see how he fares in the playoffs this year, uh, we're rooting for him. We're going to be playing yeah. for him hard. Let's see. Hope big things at Eastlake. 
No doubt about it. All right. We'll see everybody again next week and get to the show notes by going to golfisty.com or in the Golfisty app. And we'll see you guys again next week.